Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Current Blue podcast. Thank you for joining us at 20 past 11 on Wednesday night. For those of you that are watching this live, fair play to you. Welcome. Matt, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I've introduced you like that. Oh, uh, hang, on. You? hang on, hang on. I've managed, to, I've managed to start playing the podcast, haven't I, at, at oh. the time when you... It's weird, isn't it? Sorry, go on. So I've just ruined your intro there. How are you? All right. It was a bad intro. Anyway. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? I was going to try and drop the link in on my own Twitter, but I've just I've made a mess of it, mate. So, I don't know why you bother. It's too late. I don't know why. Ready for Coco by now. Uh, for those of you that aren't watching this live and are catching up tomorrow, good decision. I mean, why, why would you be watching this at 20 past 11 on, on a Wednesday evening? But thank you for those that the 63 people watching already, which is lovely. Um, this is obviously our post match reaction for the Aston Villa. One, Wolves one, the Vila thing, by the way. Just quickly, can we talk about that? That chant is the worst chant that any opposition fan can come and do. Vila, Vila. Oh, it's, it's cringy, it's embarrassing. I wish they'd all stop it, it's grim. Um, hey, just be, can you see that? Yes. What I came back tonight and my wife's watching that, some net, some crap Netflix, I presume it's some kind of romantic film or something called Loving the, Loving the Villa. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I haven't spoke to about, but I should imagine it starts pretty slowly. It gets a little bit better, uh, and then there's just a really, really disappointing ending. I'd have thought. I mean, I, I, that's nice. certainly certainly the narrative of the uh, the blockbuster that I've had the pleasure of watching tonight. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting that she was watching Love in the Villa uh, while I was tolerating the villa. Yeah, not loving the villa in the first yeah. half in particular. Um, just quickly, what do you make of that villa chant? I imagine you hate that as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like it. Um, I don't know where it, it stems from. To be honest, I actually I think, think started it. I think. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I might, I might be imagining this, but I, I think there might have been some kind of truth in it back, like thirty years ago, when the groups of school kids might have sat at the top of the north stand or something, and <laughs> maybe it was me before my voice broke. Um, but yeah. It's, the Wolves fans annoyed me tonight, yeah. but it's probably because, you know, kind of, not that there's many Wolves fans around here, but we live kind of the black country side of Birmingham, shall we yeah. say. So I just thought, you know, we'll get we'll get to the, the, the disappointing kind of last minute drama, but I thought it would have been a lovely way of um, mm. putting, them back, putting them back in their box, basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's interesting thing about Villa versus Wolves is... <laughs> You know, there was this kind of fake rivalry for a while, wasn't there? The kind of mind the gap stuff. Bruce yeah, had yeah. digs at them, um, then getting to the Premier League, you know, before us. Um, but I don't think it's enough of a derby or enough of a match to, to, to gain Category A status or whatever it is. 54 quid, is that what people were saying? I think Ash put 59 quid somewhere, which 59 quid for any football game. 
one pipe for a cup final, I don't think. Yeah. Um, Just quickly on that, actually, while we're here. What about the pre-match, lo- the pre-match lights show, if we can call it that? Is that really necessary for a Wednesday night against Wolves? I, I mean, I've, the way we start this podcast, by the way, talking about nothing, anything other than the game, we were just moaning. Anyone who was like, oh, these two typical moaning about something, why can't they ever be happy, blah, blah, blah. Forget all that for a sec. Do we really need a pre-match light show to build the atmosphere for a, a derby game? Oh, yeah, no, I'm not um, like, It's a bit tin pot for me. Yeah. It just... It, it, I don't, you know, Harling Cup semi-final against Blackburn 6-4 to build the atmosphere, big flags, party, flag, lights. Yeah, I get all that. That would make sense. But a Premier League game on a Wednesday night against Wolves, come on, let's just start the game. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessary. But equally, if you are going to do it, probably do it a little bit <laughs> a little bit better than yeah, that. It's like kind of, stroke. you know, it's like I imagine, not that I go to many of these things, I imagine it's like the, <laughs> the kind of end of a teenage roller disco or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, they're um, definitely still calling roller discos, I bet. Does that, yeah, are they called that anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, discotheque. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a bit, like I, said, I think they did it, did it Boxing Day. Um, yeah, we just didn't mention it, did we? As well, but it was, um, yeah, it's, 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 not, it, it's not for me, Daniel. Okay. Let's, uh, well, let's stop moaning about the, the periphery of the game. Let's moan about the football instead because people are bored of us moaning about other stuff. Let's moan about the, the first half. Um, we'll kind of go through the game semi-chronologically. Like we said, it's for those that aren't watching this live, it's 25 past 11. We are going to be stripped with our times down and say we're going to do a half an hour show absolute max. So let's get stuck into the, the talking points from today, I guess. Just give me your overall synopsis, first of all, actually, what your kind of assessment was on the game. I think the classic line here as a, a journalist and a headline writer would be a game of two halves. Yeah, I thought I thought we were flat, very flat first half, very lethargic, surprisingly so, given that we came off the back of such a pleasing performance and results at Tottenham at the weekend. So I thought it I thought it was disappointing. And the Wolves goal, I think it was a moment of quality from Podence or Pedence. Um but it was coming because we were just so lethargic. And I think I think yeah. they'd probably got about five or six corners within the first um you know, the first fifteen minutes. Uh, so I thought I thought that was that was really disappointing. But you know, I said to the my family, the people around me at, at half time that we're in the game because it's Wolves and Wolves, particularly this season, aren't brilliant. So mm. you know, if we can actually produce something like it, we can still go on and win this game. Um, and <laughs> it's always disappointing as well. Sorry to interrupt your synopsis, but it's always disappointing for me to start a game in that manner when you just had a good result as well to do almost the hard task in beating Spurs and then getting the draw against Wolves. I mean, the overall look of it is go, well, if you'd have drawn Spurs and won tonight, you'd go, well, that's probably about par for the course. But you've done the, the good result in beating Spurs and then you come out and you barely even touch the ball. Never mind, be you know, creative. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's near. acceptable to start that, start, well, regardless of what your last result was. I don't think it's acceptable. Well, I, I don't think we'd see games like that under Emery either. Start like that. I think we'll, we changed it. we'll get into that in a sec, but starting the game and coming out, you've had your light show, you've had your big build-up, <laughs> and to start that flatly and barely touch the ball and, and you know, constantly everything, we'll talk about Luca Dean in a sec, everything came down Luca Dean's side in, the, in that first half. Every one of those corners that you mentioned are pretty much all left-side corners as well. Yeah. Just yes, just a strange start and not something I expected from an Emery side. No, I thought I thought the tempo was poor and the the tempo was flat. And you know, away from home, depending on who you're playing, you can sometimes excuse excuse the team for trying to feel their way into a game. Mm. But it's always going to come that 
the better we do, the expectation rises. So we probably turned up today expecting to beat a Wolves team who, mm-hmm. you know, they've shown, shown new signs under the new manager, but are a relegation relegation threat and Wolves team. So, I don't know. I, I just thought that the, the whole thing, you know, we, we've had a little moan about the ticket prices. Um, it's eight o'clock on a Wednesday night. The kids are back at school. People are, are back at work. There's a train, train strike. Strikes. Train yeah. strikes. So all of those ingredients... And I actually think, and we've had this conversation so many times, I actually thought the Villa fans kind of woke up, uh, you know, including us, um, woke up in the second half and tried to do our bit a little mm. bit more. And I, you, you did, you know, very cliche-ridden, did describe it of a game of two halves. It was that. Um, but even then, I thought that when we tried to, to set things right and to, to force the issue second half, it just was still a little bit bitty in places. I thought the referee was a bit kind of is that is pernickety a word? Um, it is a word. I'm not. I'm not sold on what the definition would be. What would your definition be? Just pernickety, a bit. Fuss, that a word? What a bit fussy, really. A little bit. You know, kind of let a few things go. Let let them flow a little bit. You know, there were some. Oh, it is a word. But according to Google, it's from North of America. It's persnickety. It's how it's spelled. P e r s n i c. K E T Y, and it's placing too much em- emphasis on trivial or minor details or fussy. Oh, so, well, I got the definition right, but I got the job. perhaps I got the pronunciation wrong. I thought it was pernickety, but yeah, um, I did as well. Maybe that's a black country thing. Can, can help us with that one. But so basically, I think that I can't not blaming the ref because he's up to Villa to, to mm. get their acts in order and get things get, get things right. But I just felt it it made it a bit stop start and unable to 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 build build proper momentum. From being at half-time thinking quite optimistic because I thought we couldn't get much worse. We've got a chance of kicking towards the halt, really getting a grip of this game. Then about halfway through the, the second half, I thought, this is going to get away from us. We're not going to get anything at all. Um, mm. And then, obviously, moment of quality for the goal. Um, you know, another ball over the top for, for Leon uh, in the closing stages. And we actually <coughs> should have won the game in the end. A game that we played poorly for, poorly for the first half of. I've never, I've never. Oh well, I probably have, but I can't remember the last time I kind of looked around at a chance in the game and seen so many people kind of head on hands, <laughs> mouth open. Like I'm looking at it was like a Renaissance painting of everyone pulling some kind of different face. <laughs> Obviously, it would have happened at some point, but I can't remember the last time everyone's kind of gone. Oh my god, how has he missed that? You'd have scored from there, wouldn't you? Do you think? I think I would, and I'm very much, you know, my right leg's only for only for standing on. Um, <laughs> so is Leon Bailey's. <laughs> but, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> I'm I sorry, actually. Thought, I don't want to be too harsh on Leon Bailey. I thought we'd get into this a little bit later because, you know, obviously the scene's let's come back the end to Let's, let's, let's okay. give Leon, he, he's tweeted or Instagram that he's going to struggle to sleep. So let him get to sleep okay, while watching fine. another 10 minutes of this before we <laughs> yes, uh, okay. dig him out for his missed chance. <laughs> Go on then, carry on with all you wanted to talk about. Oh, what was I saying? Um, <laughs> so, what was it? What was it? Let, let, let's annoy Luca Dean instead. Um, <laughs> I did forgive me because I probably should, being an Aston Villa fan and being a journalist, I should probably should have a better appreciation of what's going on than this. But was he carrying a knock or something? He just didn't look right to me. I'm not giving the benefit of the doubt and say yes because that's probably one of his worst games he's played for us. 
Um, like I said before, everything seemed to happen down that that one side of Dharmatrara. comes on at one point and plays on that side. I think Dean's still on the pitch at that point. And then well, he was better, I thought on. he was better second half than he was first half. I mean, maybe they were all they were all better as a yeah. as a as a as a team, I guess. But he just seemed particularly shaky all the way through. Which yeah, I just thought that it was strange because a lot of what we were do, trying to do in an attacking sense went down the left as well, and then stopped yeah. at the halfway line. Yeah, because I mean, this is my theory, and it probably won't make much sense. But I thought we were too packed down the right in the first half. I thought Matty Cash was actually sandwiched between <laughs> Ashley Young at right back and Leon Bailey as a drifting ten-stroke winger, depending on, on on what position you want to take up. And Matty Cash, unless he's got space to gallop into and exploit, <clears throat> yeah. you know. So I don't know whether whether the, the managers come out and explain whether that was the change that that was the reason that, that that Young went off to try and improve what we did down that flank. But the the frustrating thing was that you three potential players who can attack down the right, and you'd got Luca Dean, <laughs> a poor imitation of Luca Dean, down yeah. the left who, whether it was confidence, whether it was carrying a knock, whatever it was, his default setting was to control the ball from Tyro Mings, have one little glance, think, no, I don't fancy that. I don't fancy advancing with the ball. I can't see Douglas Louise or Buendia or, or Kamaru can give me give me a give and go to get down that flank. I'll give it back to Tyro Mings. And it mm. just seemed a real odd. Tyro Mings was very slow as well when he was on the ball. Odd he was loads of time. Yeah, and it just resulted. It was almost like we've got to play this short passing out from the back star because that's what we're trying to do, and I respect that and understand it. And if that's the that's the system and that's the tactic, you've got to keep. We've spoken about this before. You've got to keep doing it until you get good at it. Otherwise, you're not going to get good at it. But I'd sort of kind of pass it a little bit, put themselves under pressure, pass it a little bit, and then it would go long anyway. It'd always just be a hoof for Mings or Cons or whoever. Anything. If you're just on that six passes earlier, we might have been under less pressure anyway, and the long ball was crap. So we've kind of achieved nothing anyway. Yeah, I think I think you know we were raving about the the way that that Emery brought this this style in against United on his first game. Super patient, pick the moments to yeah to really kind of spring the surprise. I thought it was a bit too methodical and slow. And I mean, the goal you know, comes from a long ball, and Leon Bailey's chance comes from a long ball. But it felt yeah. besides those two moments very one dimensional. And if that doesn't work, I don't know what else we're going to do here. Yeah, just I think just just move the ball a bit quicker. Yeah, just do things a bit quicker. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I thought you know I don't I don't just dig him out because I, I thought collectively the, the team the team was flat, but he he did seem to have a stinker really to the extent that I was surprised that he made it out. <laughs> yeah, for the second half. Yeah, to be honest, if you're going to take one fullback off, you didn't think it would be the one that did go off. Yeah, when um, it was Coutinho coming on, you kind of thought, I wonder whether this is Luca Dean and Ash Young goes back to right back and Cash goes to right. Ash Young goes back to left back, Cash comes to right back and Coutinho goes in midfield somewhere. So yeah, I didn't think it'd be Young either, but obviously that just brings Cash back. And it's one of those things in previous seasons gone by and previous managers, I always like moaned about when a sub affects more than one position. Because I just think, well, you're bringing off Young for Coutinho, but that's affecting Coutinho playing in midfield, Cash moving back and the right back. And you've kind of tweaked three positions with one move. And it, you kind of think I'm try- they're trying to change too much here when it'd be like a Steve Bruce doing something like it. But it's Unai Emery doing it and I trust in him and I think he knows what he's doing. It's almost affecting four or five positions at once. And you well, think, I think, oh, he, I think one substitution has changed, changed the whole team. 
Yeah, even that one change was was, was an effective change though because it, yeah. it gave Leon Bailey and, and and Matty Cash chance to roam. Although I'm still not convinced that as a pairing down that side works because Matty yeah. Cash works better on the overlap. Leon mm-hmm. Bailey, when he's in that position, he's not really going to give the ball on the overlap. He wants to beat mm-hmm. a man and deliver the ball. But I felt it at least gave us a bit more chance down that side. It meant yeah. that down the left-hand side, Coutinho could pop into, pop into pockets of space uh, and that Luca Dean did have a little bit more you know, chance to give and go, if you like, to, to manoeuvre the ball. Um, so I thought it, I thought it was effective. Um yeah, I, I just thought that um, I thought Buendia was was off it mm. tonight, um, and I thought it was frustrating because I thought that he was just a little bit kind of when I say lazy, I don't mean lazy in terms of his work rate because he'll always buzz around, but just some of the simple basics sometimes. Yeah. And when I've said about it being a bit bitty and a bit stop start, I think he was guilty of giving the ball away a, a few times. Um, I was surprised that he lasted the ninety. If I'm being honest, but and Bailey as well. Um, yeah, I mean the first the first half, the front three were anonymous, weren't they? And I thought yeah. the, the Wolf centre half. I think he's a really good player anyway, Collins. Mm. Um, I don't think Watkins got much much change out of him at all. Whether it was uh, he, he's got his numbers pace wise in the yeah. air, I thought he kind of you know I wouldn't say pocketed him, but he probably <laughs> he probably did pocket him. That's good as yeah. Um, <laughs> To be honest, so it was, yeah, it was frustrating. But having having done that, having having had such a frustrating start, and Emery being able to get stuck into him a little bit and make a change, I thought we were a lot lot better. Yeah. In the second half, um, how much does comment here? There's a few to say. I'm trying to kind of interweave them best I can. How much did we miss McGinn? Because there's somebody on the podcast this season that we've kind of moaned about and said that he's not been up to scratch in the last last few games he has improved then he gets an injury which is annoying obviously yeah. but because that's Cash playing I mean McGinn's playing in midfield but he's playing where Cash is effectively on the right side of it but drifting yeah. to cover in the middle Cash isn't doing that and coming in to help as a three with Louise and Kamara so it is a two and Cash is wide and Wendy is kind of floating in around and Bailey and Watkins are playing off each other and not really doing a fat lot between them, so that left us light in the mid- midfield, I thought, whereas McGee yeah. is a bit more busy and we'll, we'll cut back in to, to help out. Yeah, we were effectively playing playing two with two right-backs. Um, oh, yeah. So, well, we were playing with two right-backs, but we were, they were playing as two right-backs as well, mm. in a way. And I think we probably more miss McGee more in the sense of the support that he could give Kamara and Louise mm. than we did on the impact that he can have Playing wide right, yeah. I, yes. thought that, I thought that Louise and, and, and Kamara, given the standard, we were all raving about them. I mean, it, was, it was as long as three days ago. Um, <laughs> we were all raving about them at the weekend, and that duo didn't deliver to mm-hmm. the level did they? And I thought, um, first half, what's the what's the Wolves player's name? Um, Nunes, I think it is the number twenty-seven. Yeah. I thought he was allowed to stroll forward and to kind of impose himself too much. To be honest, first half didn't see quite as much of him. Second half, but did McGinn being that extra body in there able to kind of come narrow when when needs be? Was was that? Did we miss him in that role potentially? 
Yeah, um, yeah Martino and Neves. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, that's Wolves' most strongest point. I think their midfield, that that midfield trio has always been good. And when it's basically playing against the two in Kamara and Louise because Cash is out wide right rather than McGinn who will cover in on the inside, three versus two doesn't go, does it? And yeah. Wolves dominate through the middle. There was, Pretty um, simple, really. There was a moment that annoyed, not annoyed me, amused me, sorry, with... Um, with Buendia. And again, you can never, you can never fault, fault the lad's effort and you can never accuse him of not caring. There's a time, I can't remember whether it was a, a tackle had gone in or something, and he's eyeballing that Nunes, kind of going, staring straight into his eyes. But Buendia's standing up and the Nunes, is, he's, sitting, he's sitting down <laughs> at the time. It was like really, really funny, just kind of staring him out. But they're on, the, on effectively the same level. Although was, he must have towered over Pedence, to be fair, Buendia, because he's a little bit, isn't he? <laughs> and the um the other lad that came on is it Hodge? Is it Hodge well, or is, up? He, he was wear, tiny as well. Did he wear number fifty nine? Because yeah, some of the squad the numbers number, yeah. some of the squad numbers were ridiculous. Yeah, Joseph Hodge number number fifty nine. Some of the squad numbers were ridiculous. What the only time that you'd have a num- a wolf shirt with a fifty nine on is if you know if 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 Dave from the workshop, if it's his birthday and you've got him one signed by Bully, do you know what I mean? You wouldn't, why would you have a 59? It's ridiculous. Uh, I think there was a 64 as well, wasn't there? The, another kid, I don't know, with the name. Um, well, that's, that, that's, Bueno that, or something? That's Brian, that's, that's Brian the foreman, that's his retirement. <laughs> do that, is the 64. Um, you get that signed by all the Sherpa van winners. Um, it's only the prices usually, isn't it? That that's high, sixty-four, fifty-nine, things like that. That's, that's the prices of these kits these days when they're when they've got fifty percent off. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, go on. Anyway, where where are we with this uh, rambling conversation? Um, just away from Leon Bailey a little bit, and away from the match itself again to a bit of pre-match, not nonsense, but something that's a little bit different. What did you make of the Emmy Martinez show? We normally talk about the Emi Martinez show in the last five minutes of games when he slows things down and starts time-wasting, but he had his little post-World Cup pre-game celebration coming out in his full Villa kit and his World Cup medal. That must be a pretty cool moment, hasn't it, to come out and get that reception from your club fans for what you've done internationally and coming out with your paper mache heart attack glove. That must be nice. Yeah, I think it's nice. I mean, I've I've saw a couple of Villa fans moaning on on social media earlier in the week about because when McAllister went back to to Brighton, they had like a a big ticker tape welcome for him, didn't they, Mm. in the reception at their training ground and saying, you know, Villa should have done that. I'm sure Villa did do that, but uh, perhaps Villa should have done it and made it public. I don't know. But I thought it was was a nice moment. I found it a little bit underwhelming. To be honest, mm. I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe I was expecting Martinez on the light show together, or maybe I was expecting <laughs> him to do his usual party piece and use his trophies as a phallic symbol or whatever it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was nice. We never had a chance to do it before. Yeah, we, nice flag as well from the Project B six. Yeah, um, no, it, it was good. It's just how I think Villa probably pitched it right because it's before a match. The guy's got to get his game head on. He's got to play, so he can't, you know. We can't whip it up too much. So I suppose it was a, res- a respectful kind of applause. I just don't know whether a, a part of me thinks winning the World Cup, <laughs> does it deserve, I don't know, does it deserve more than that? But I suppose it does on the streets of, of Buenos Aires rather than on the streets yeah. of Witten. It's a fine balance between overdoing it before a game and underselling it. I suppose the ideal situation for him to do it properly, would it would it, for, would it, would it to have been that he was on the bench for Liverpool on Boxing Day? And doing it pre-game as a proper kind of 
interviewing him kind of thing and doing yeah. it and not affecting it so much that he's literally about to walk out of the tunnel in his yeah. kit and then quickly hand off his paper mache glove and then walk out properly to play the game. Maybe if he was no, on I the bench, he would have come and done it properly. It nice. I thought it was not. Nice I, don't, I don't know what else they could have done. So it's probably yeah. just me finding another reason to moan, to be honest. But I've, <laughs> I've got another reason to moan in a minute, by the way. Is it, is it about Leon Bailey or is it not? Is it not related to that either? No, I'll tell you what it is. And it's a bit, we'll, we'll get to Leon Bailey when we wrap up in a minute. But it, it is about, this is not the this is not the main source of my moment, but it leads on to another moment. I was temporarily delayed getting into Villa Park tonight because the um, the turnstile when I, at the time I was getting in at about twenty to eight or whatever the turnstiles the, the the steward said the soft there was a software problem so you couldn't actually it wouldn't let your tickets hmm. you know be put through or whatever scan yeah that's the word um, so. <laughs> And I, I tweeted about it, and it, it only lasted about 30 seconds. And I thought, well, <laughs> I, I think I might have uh, got a bit excited here because I'm actually in now. So it was all sorted, but somebody put uh, somebody tweeted me back saying, that's the problem when you do away with humans and replace them with machines. And actually, last night, I had a proper meltdown in Asda up the road. Um, you know, Quinton Asda by the, by the cinema. Yeah, by the cinema. I don't like thanks self-service for, thank, checkouts. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. If you no, but like, listen, it is old man shouts at cloud, yells at cloud type stuff, but I don't like self-service checkouts. And I was knackered and I got like a basket of, I don't know, 12 items or whatever. And I went to the the trolley, the, the one where you've actually got a, a person mm. who scans it for you. And um, she said, oh, no, it's trolleys only. And there was no queue. There was one person in front of me with a trolley, nobody behind me. And she was like, no, no, it's trolleys only. And half of me thought, Am I petty enough to go out and go to leave my basket on the side to go and get put a pound cord or whatever? <laughs> the trolleys might be free actually. Are they? Go and get, go and put it into a trolley just to do it because I don't. I'm too lazy to do the scanning. I thought no, I won't do that. What I'll do instead, I'll go to the counter where they sell cigarettes and lottery tickets because there's somebody mm. standing behind there. I'll ask him if he's serving. So I went over to there. Are you serving? And he said, "Are you?" Um, this is great content. To, to <laughs> He said, I said, are you serving? He said, no. He said, are you buying anything from behind this counter? I was like, no. And I thought, well, am I that petty? Am I that petty to just buy like 10 pence and edges or whatever, even though I've never smoked in my life, just to do it? I thought, no. So all I did was I just went to the self-service and just mumbled, mumbled and chunted under my breath and swore and saying, you know. God. Just... So if anybody saw a kind of agitated, bald, <laughs> pathetic old man, uh, you know, angrily scanning his pepperoni pizza and trying to trying to force it into a carrier bag. I apologise, but I'm just not a fan of it. See, just, I, I, prefer, I prefer it. I prefer. I don't want to speak to a human. I just want to go in, get it done, and go home. Be efficient. Yeah, but I actually, probably know how to use the machines. You wouldn't be able no, to work listen, the touchscreen and I'm, stuff. Would you? I'm learning, but you can never normally use those machines without the being. You know, can is Matt Kendrick old enough to to buy this kind of kind of <laughs> Punk IPA. No, we'll have to go. So the person has to come along and sort it yeah, out anyway, sure. or yeah, carry yeah. a bag in the wrong place. But uh, anyway, Leon Bailey. The comment here from Peter Smith is that I was once at Nasda and a man next to me did have a meltdown. He slammed all his food down, it went everywhere, then he walked off shouting, Was that you? Is that how that story ends? Oh, no, no, I'm not angry enough to leave my food. Ah, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. All right. But, um, enough on, of anyway. that. Let's, let's talk about the, the climax of tonight. Yeah, Leon Bailey's definitely asleep by now. Anyway, he's, he's actually uh, before we get there. Sorry, <laughs> we're only going for four more minutes. Can and it's not an Asda thing. Can I 
just talk about the quality of the the goal, the equaliser, because I thought, oh yeah, of course, yeah. You know, you said that perhaps Mings was a bit slow in moving the ball and a bit methodical and stuff. Mm-hmm. Fair play to him. I think he realised that the <clears> methods <throat> that they were trying weren't working, so we needed to have a glance and look in a different direction. Um, I thought the ball was was spot on. I thought Ings, mm-hmm. his first touch, I thought initially he might have carried it too close to the goalie, but the goalie's slipping. Uh, yeah, I helped. Made it an exquisite first touch and the finish was was just quality. Um mm-hmm. So we had to wait a long while for it, but when it came, I thought it was a moment that um, deserved the goal anyway. And and not using a bit of quality to bash another player, but I am going to do that. I don't think Ollie Watkins scores that goal. So I think that's 1-0 to Danny Ings in, in favour of you get the next game. I think I think the thing is, you know, we've had this debate many times, but I think as a footballer, technical ability-wise and the awareness of what's around him, Danny Ings is superior to Ollie Watkins as as an, as an athlete who can lead the line and probably help you press and chase. Um, I think Ollie, Ollie Watkins gets the nod for that reason. Uh, so I think that I think Emery will persist with the the Watkins the the Watkins for an hour, Danny Ings for a half an hour um, way of doing it. And you know Watkins, typical Watkins. You know that on on Saturday he's, he's busyness. On Sunday, sorry, his busyness has has got the goal. Um, that's you know ultimately kind of put us on the way to, to winning that match. So yeah, I think you're right. I think I think Ings showed that 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 kind of clinical touch and quality that Watkins might not have done. Uh, I don't think he'll still start above above um, above Watkins. Above. I actually think I actually think it's interesting because it's obviously FA Cup next, isn't it? So that gives a chance to rotate and rest and not kind of have any pressure of oh, what's is Leon Bailey going to play? Is Watkins going to play? Because it's the big changes anyway. You'd expect, but I wouldn't be surprised. And it's very difficult now with the way that Bailey missed that chance at the end and the reaction afterwards and the the apology and people saying he was in tears and stuff. I'm million miles away. I can't see from that. I don't know if there's any pictures that prove he's crying, but he obviously did look frustrated, upset. He was lying on the ground on Higgins and somebody else went over and picked him up and kind of carried him in and he had a shirt over his head or whatever. But it's very difficult after that to go, you weren't good enough, you're dropped. So I think this Stevenish game in, in the middle of this and the next Premier League game allows all that to die down. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was that Ings plays instead of Bailey and Watkins plays in Bailey's role as the support man or the, the wide player or whatever, and that's the way around that. that Watkins then isn't the main man, and Ings also gets to come back in as well. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I thought Bailey... I don't think he was off. good all the way through, by the way. I forget just the, the, the last kick of the game. I don't think No, Bailey but I think of, of, of Watkins, Buendia and Bailey. I thought Bailey was the one who offered, offered the most. Um, yeah. Tonight, you, you still don't think you know he gets into those decent decent areas and those crossing positions. You still don't think that it's necessarily going to result in a goal, but he, he seemed lively. Um, I, I thought he did all for too long. Yeah, well, that that's what I was saying about that link up with Cash. If you're going to be able to commit to a couple of players to try and stop you, if you're Leon Bailey. Hmm. Don't think you've got to beat those two players. Use their yeah. attention to have a little look up and, and, yeah. and slide the ball into cash or play a ball round round the corner into 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 your centre forward. Uh, but I thought, listen, people miss chances, don't they? Do you know what I mean? I thought that I thought the ball from Danny Ings again. Beach. Why didn't we do it sooner? Try and catch walls yeah. over the top with that ball. I thought it was a, the ball was spot on. I thought Bailey, if it had been, I haven't got a right foot. 
If it had been me, I'd have probably tried to have, <laughs> like it would never be me, I'd have probably tried to lift it over the goalie first time rather than rather than go round him. But having gone round him, yeah. crap, it's done. As far have as you I've seen, seen it back since, or have you not? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it back on YouTube just before we jumped on. And the angle is, the angle, is, it's not super tight. It's not an easy, it's not an easy chance still. But yeah. that's where you do, that's where you have to, and again, I say the word laziness. I mean, make sure. I don't mean lazy, not effort. I just mean that's a key moment. So you've got to do those things, you know. And I know I'm talking about different end of the table in, in a way, but, you know, Saka scores that goal. Mo Salah scores that, scores that chance. Do you know well, what I mean? Flip it, flip it the other way around and Bailey puts Ings in. Ings scores that chance. Yeah. Coutinho probably scores that chance. So these these are the these are the big moments for me. Uh, I think just think he scuffed at it, and I still think there was. I don't think they would have done. I think a decent a decent contact. I think he'd have took the ball away, but there were covering defenders that could have come back. So it's not a, a Ronnie Rosenthal hmm. kind of open goal, you know, straight down the middle of the goal opportunity. But having done work, <laughs> having worked to get a foothold back in that game. We should have won it with that chance. Um, yeah, there's, there's a comment here from Crazy Fool who says it was just an off night and we've still come away with the point. A few months back, we lose that 3 0. I, I did think at one stage it was going to go the opposite way of the Wolves game last year, that the Wolves have gone ahead and at some point we come back into it and then obviously we almost nick it at the end and, and, and could have won the game. But it, that, that is the point. I think, regardless of beating Spurs and where Wolves are, it's still a, a local derby and all that kind of thing. A point is is decent enough. I think Wolves would certainly have been happy with a point before kick-off and the way the first half went, went in particular, I thought if we can get back into this, we'll take a point, four points out of them and Spurs is, is a good return. Just the way that, that Leon Bailey chance at the end, you're just coming away slightly sour almost, going, oh, it could have been three points, but at half-time I thought, well, it's, it's definitely zero. So the fact that it's one, <laughs> it's probably in the middle. Yeah, it's, it's okay. We move reality on. check, whatever you want to yeah. call it. You know, it's we've got theoretically winnable fixtures coming up, so we move yeah. on. I mean, I mean, listen, I don't want to like, Bailey. You know, he, he, he's a, clearly clearly an interesting character, but I don't know. Am I being? Am I just being grumpy old me again? Like, Lying on the floor for two minutes. I was about to ask you about about his reaction and the apology and stuff. I'm not asked about footballers apologising on Instagram and stuff. It's a game. You miss a chance. You play another one. You score next time. Whatever. You don't need to apologise. Yeah, you apologise if you're Eric Cantona and you're two foot somebody in the crowd. But if you if you miss an opportunity or don't save penalties, whatever. These things happen in football. You don't need to apologise. But. Yeah, I, I like the fact that he cares. I'd rather he do that than just think, oh, well, I've missed it. I don't care. Stroll back to the halfway line, away we go. But does he need to be in tears about missing a, a semi-open yeah, goal? I just thought he laid it on a bit thick, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. whatever. doesn't make me mad, does it? It is what it is. But, yeah, it is a talking point, I guess. People are, uh, people are kind of mixed saying that they like that he cares, but also, come on yourself together and then we go again next time but yeah, yeah well, listen, he's faking I'm... his upset he must be distraught it's a I don't think he's to go it. I think it's um, probably a bit rich rich coming from me who was in tears because I couldn't scan a, a, a <laughs> exactly. coleslaw do you know what I mean so <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, I was going to ask you about something else but I've totally forgot what I was going to say so maybe we'll just call it call it a day there 
Uh, I did think of a crap analogy for you, though, if you're interested. Go on, then. I might have to, I don't know how well I can explain this, but I was thinking about it on the way back. I don't know where it came from. Um, but watching Villa is a little bit like in the first half anyway, because I was fully prepared to be coming on here at 60 minutes or so and going, oh, what a terrible game and blah, blah, blah. In the end, we got a point and I'm, I'm okay with that. We move on. But watching Villa a little bit, oh, it's so one-dimensional in that it's just a long ball up and then nothing happens and a long ball up or you just win the first ball and you don't really look to the second ball. It's a little bit like, how much do you know about snooker? Go on. <laughs> With the cue ball head. When you, you know when you watch snooker and you're watching the pros and you think how, how easy they look and how easy they make it and they're not, they're not just playing the shot they're playing, they're playing two shots ahead because yeah. they know what ball they're going to go for after this one and after that one and they're putting spin on the ball and make it look easy and it's going around everywhere. That's football that I want to see, nice kind of looking ahead, making moves, having a plan, a system and that kind of thing. What the reality is of what Villa is sometimes is that what happens when I play snooker and I think it's going to be easy. But as long as I just hit the balls, I'm happy with that because I realise how difficult it is. And I'm not thinking about future shots. I'm just happy if I hit the one I'm aiming for. And that's what Villa feels a little bit like sometimes that, oh, I've won this header and it's gone back now. And I, Whatever the next phase is, I'm not bothered about, oh, there's a ball, win that. Okay, done. I don't care what happens next. As long as I've put my foot through this and cleared it, I don't really care what comes after and it feels very one-dimensional sometimes to go that a ball will come back at us and we'll just head it and it goes back to them again. You think, well, if you'd have just brought that down on your chest and played it over to your left back or whatever, we build a move off that. But sometimes it's just very, deal with it, gone. Don't think. And I'd like us to think a bit more and think ahead like a proper yeah, snooker player. Practice that, doesn't it? It's just re- rehear- like forcing your late-night analogy snooker. That, that comes <coughs> from rehearsing and knowing... Knowing situations, having faced those situations so many times in practice or in competitive play, that and in a team sport, do you know what I mean? You, yeah, I know you're lying on other people. Every professional well, footballer but... will think two steps ahead, but whether their yeah. teammate teammate is thinking exactly those two steps, or yeah. do you know what I mean? So sometimes it I, just doesn't seem like we are thinking two steps ahead. It just seems like just deal with this ball. It's gone. Okay, now what? Now what rabbit in the headlights? It doesn't. I don't know. It made sense in my head. I don't know whether anyone will will agree with that. Probably. Is anybody not. watching? Three hundred and sixty-nine, apparently. Bloody hell! Um, I'm done anyway, mate. I want to go and have um, a cup of <coughs> chocolate and raid the raid the Christmas chocolate cupboard. See what's in there. Okay, fair enough. Are you up for the cup? Are you going on Sunday? Yeah, I am. I've had to vacate my seat because I missed the deadline in terms of um, booking yeah. my own seat. So said to my son, do you want to, should we just use it to go and sit somewhere in the ground for a change? He's like, nah, dad, can you just find us one near it? So we, I think we just, the, the row below, two across, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm, it's one of those ones, isn't it? You know, I've spoken passionately about the FA Cup um, so many times that you've mocked me about my love of the FA Cup. So I must admit, I get more excited in the final stages of it than I do in the early stages of it. But you know, let's just do, you know, whatever team he puts out, let's let's do a professional job and get ourselves in the hat. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm 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 relatively I'm relatively excited about it. <laughs> I'm not buzzing, okay. but I'll uh, uh, I'll be there out of duty and joy. Yeah, like you said, you just gotta get through to the next round, doesn't really matter how it's a potent, potential banana skin, isn't it? Playing somebody from the lower leagues, but you're at home, we should be good enough to get through it. Let's just get in the hat. Um 
Matt, thank you very much for, for joining me this Wednesday evening, still two minutes to midnight on Wednesday. If anyone's still watching Long Live, thank you very much. We both appreciate it. If you're watching this after the fact, you probably fast forwarded through half of this because I don't know what, what tangents we've been down. <laughs> Hopefully you've enjoyed some of it. Um, we'll be back uh, possibly before Sunday, if not after Sunday or on Monday. I'm not sure whether I'm actually at the game yet, so we'll make a plan for, for the FA Cup as and when. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. Thanks, Matt, for joining me. And we'll see you again in a couple of days. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, all. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.